0: In this episode, we have Lawrence Whitaker giving us some well-needed advice on skills greater than 100% and I provide a review of the module White Death. Welcome to the Mithras Matters Podcast, Season 1, Episode 7, Skills and Arctic Mysteries. Welcome to Mithras Matters, a podcast dedicated to the Mithras ruleset and all its supplements. As always, I'm your host Inwills, and I hope that your Mithras adventures are going well. Our campaign is progressing well, with the players coming to the end of a couple of my own homemade adventures, Guarding the Guild Mistress and the Story of Sewer Jack. You can catch up with these on YouTube. The links are in the show notes and you can actually get a copy of the adventure notes on my website, inwills.co.uk and adventure reflections via my Patreon page. I probably say it too often, but your support is really appreciated and means that I get to continue to dedicate time to this podcast as well as my other content. So yet again, a huge thank you from me. Before I hand over to Lawrence for his segment, I just wanted to remind you that this podcast would not happen without everyone's contributions. And if you would like to contribute to the podcast, then why not drop me an email or message and let me know what you would like to cover. You can email me at inwills at gmail.com or send me a message on the various forums I frequent. Okay, I actually listened to Lawrence's segment before incorporating it into the podcast, and I must admit, I actually didn't know about the rule he was referring to. Even my players hadn't heard about it, and I must say they are now really keen to get their skills over the impressive 100%. Wait, before I steal his thunder, here is Lawrence.
1: I definitely need some jazzy music for his introduction. This month, we're going to look at skills over 100%. An interesting question was raised on RPGNet recently. A Mithras GM wanted to know, let's say I have a combat style skill of 120% and I'm fighting a guy with 80%. Under the differential skill rules in combat, my skill drops to 100 and his drops to 60. Does this only happen if I actually defend, spending an AP to do so, or is this a constantly active passive effect? It seems that quite a few people aren't aware of how fully this rule applies, so I thought I'd take the opportunity to clarify it. If you have a skill that is greater than 100%, any time you use that skill to engage with someone else in a combat, say, or an opposed role of, for example, deceit versus willpower, both sides have their skills reduced by the amount the highest skill exceeds 100 Thus, if you have Deceit 120% and an opponent has Willpower 80%, you would reduce your skill to 100 and the opponent would reduce to 60 This represents the expertise the highest skilled character has when directly opposing someone else. For the rule to come into effect, there needs to be some engagement between two or more characters, with a skill of greater than 100% being one of the skills used to resolve that engagement. Now, the engagement does not necessarily mean that action points need to be spent. As long as the participants have active engagement, then the rule comes into effect. So if two characters are fighting, one at 120% and the other at 80 the rule still applies. Even if the character with the highest skill has exhausted all her action points, or chooses not to roll to defend, it's the engagement of the two skills that's important, rather than when they are being rolled against or whether they're not being rolled against. The rule also holds true if one character is opposing several others. All the opponents suffer a reduction in their skill equal to the 100% excess points. In resolving group contests of this kind, games masters can choose to either resolve each role individually, or they can use one of the group roles described on pages 51 and 52 of Mithras. But remember, if one of the participants has a skill greater than 100, it means a reduction in the skill for all participants engaged in this activity. And yes, this also applies to resisting magic. If the target of a spell has willpower of 110% and the magician 80% to cast the spell, then the target will resist at 100% while the magician's chance to cast is reduced to 70 I hope this little clarification has proved to be useful. And many thanks to the person that raised this question over on an RPG, net. And that's all from me for this month. Take care. And remember, make your Mithras
0: matter. Thanks, Lawrence. Very enlightening and always helpful. I'm sure that everyone will be checking this rule out if they haven't already. And now on to a review. In order to get you in the mood, here is the teaser text for the module White Death. A Soviet drift station in the Arctic Ocean seemingly abandoned. The Agency wants to know what the Russians were doing there and why it was so abruptly vacated. It has assembled a team to investigate, to uncover whatever it was the Soviet Union was using the station for. But what the agents find might not be what they are expecting, and what's more, the Russians are coming back. One of the things I really like about the Mithras rule set is its adaptability. Once the base rules are learned, there exists a range of settings, from fighting vampires to time travelling, from fantasy based to pulling on the lycra to be superheroes. By the way, if you didn't manage to catch last month's Mithras Matters episode, then it is well worth catching up with as it contains an interview with Mike and Brian, the creators of the new superhero rules slash settings. Superpowers and Fluttering Capes was a very apt title for that episode. Sometimes, being a busy GM, I don't have time to create adventures, and so I'm always on the lookout for adventure modules. One module which caught my eye was the one called White Death. Now, this is a module which is based in the 1980s, a favourite era of mine, mainly due to the cheesy pop music of the time, but also because it has the potential for so many conflicts due to the interactions between the major powers of the world. White Death captures this the conflict, not the cheesy pop music, and sets the players on a drifting ice flow. The players take on the roles of agents who are dropped onto the ice flow, and yes, I mean literally dropped, to figure out what the Russians have been doing and to collect any information which the agency might use in the future. The module comes with six pre-generated agency characters, The characters are suitably equipped with firearms and appropriate skills, ranging from computers to sensor operations. As well as a stat block, each character also comes with a detailed background, which actually allows for some great role playing. I actually ran the module with only four players. So did some adjusting with the characters to ensure that I had a leader and then a weapons combat, medical slash science, computer slash sensor expert. The gameplay is very much based on unraveling the mystery of the station with a range of events that the GM can implement to increase the tension. I really liked that non-linear nature of the module. There isn't a set series of events which the players make their way through, but rather the GM is presented with all the information which they can use in a variety of ways. As a GM, I did find myself at the end of each session deciding what could come next and where the players might choose to venture. White Death is not a mass dungeon crawl. The dangers are real and deadly, and the players need to exercise caution at every point in the adventure. There are no healing spells to stop that bleeding or fix those broken bones, and the guns do serious damage with no high-level armour stopping them. And, on top of that, it gets very cold in the Arctic, and the weather makes everything difficult and, well, mm, chilly. One thing which might have caught your eye if you read the blurb about this module is that it contains the rules for insanity. These rules are also available in the new Mithras Companion. As you might have guessed, this is definitely a Call of cthulhu esque adventure which, with scenes which will turn the stomach and minds of the strongest agent. The module is a complete scenario for Mithras Imperative and Mithras. I would suggest that you have a good understanding of these rules before embarking on the module. It is also compatible with the Luther Arkwright setting, and I did find this supplement useful to use some of the firearm specials in combat. I mean, who could resist specials such as Marksman, Pin Down and Drop Foe? So if you feel like plunging your players into a mystery which is taking place on a slowly melting ice flow with the unpredictable events around every corner and with the threat of the Cold War superpowers of the world hovering over their heads, then White Death is the module for you. It will keep your players guessing right up to the final encounter and if they think they have seen everything then they are going to get a nasty surprise. As Lawrence himself commented on one of our actual plays on YouTube, Willing to bet drinking money, it doesn't end well. White Death is available from the Design Mechanism store, priced $3.99, or from Eon Games, priced £4.99. Definitely well worth it. Thanks Inwills for that review, much appreciated. We actually played the whole module over four three hour gaming sessions and if you would like to see how it all went then you can find those episodes as well as all our other actual play videos over on my YouTube channel. Or you can catch us live nearly every Saturday at 1900 hours GMT. Yes, we are back to Greenwich meantime here in the UK. We gained an extra hour at the end of October. Okay, this is a shorter podcast than usual, but I really do hope that you've enjoyed it nevertheless. I'm trying to think of what to do for a special December slash Christmas episode. So do come back next month to see what the outcome is. Have a great month of gaming and I will chat to you all again in December. So until next month, let's hope that all our opposed roles succeed and provide us with a well-deserved special. Thanks for listening. Bye. The content of this podcast is covered by the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license. So please give appropriate credit if you are sharing or copying any part of this podcast. Thank you.